Again, I believe we are coming to the end of our series entitled Building Faith. So we spent the entirety of the month of June talking about faith and the importance of faith and believing God uh, in the midst of whatever it is we're going through in the midst of the situations uh, in which we find ourselves. Uh, by way of recap, if you recall that in week one, we talked about those essentials of faith. We talked about how faith really works. So there are some guiding principles that we discover throughout the word of God that will allow us to understand that there's a pattern and a way that God wants us to approach the throne. And so we gave those principles <clears throat> and we said that when we adhere to those principles of faith, then we position ourselves in such a way that we will be able to get heaven to move on our behalf. Week two, we talked about Noah's faith. We talked about how he obeyed God to build when there was no evidence that any rain was going to come. Rain had never rained on the earth before. And here we see Noah building an ark. And I imagine that there were people that was looking at Noah trying to figure out, dude, like what's wrong with you? Why are you building an ark and there is no rain. Well, some 100, 120 years later, the rain came and God was vindicated. And so we learned there that sometimes that God will call us to do things that will baffle other people who are not people of faith. They don't understand our culture, but we must embrace our culture and understand that we are called to live in an atmosphere of faith. Last week, uh, on Father's Day, we explored one of my favorite characters in all the Bible, David. We talked about having faith over fear. How that even though there are going to be those moments in time when we're going to have moments or emotions of fear. But the way that we overcome that is that we activate our faith and we press on. And, and I said in that message, I said, hey, you know what? I believe that David, uh, he was a man just like all of us. And perhaps that he had the, the emotion of fear tried to attack him. But what David did was the way he defeated his fear was he pressed toward the giant. He moved in faith. And, and when he moved in faith, God gave him the victory over Goliath, as we talked about last week. And so today uh, we're going to close this series. And I titled my sermon for those of you who like catchy titles and you want to hear a title of a sermon. I've titled my sermon today by faith walls fall down. I'm going to say that again. By faith, walls fall down. Now, I want to get you to preach with me. You want to say that with me? By faith, walls fall down. Faith at times can be very stubborn. There are those times when it seems that there is an extensive delay in what we need God to do. And I'm sure that if I can sit back and ask, you all, ask all of you questions about you know, how long you've been believing God and waiting for God to move and to show up in some significant way. Uh, you know, I'm sure that I would hear different stories and some of you are still believing God. And I know that sometimes that, that we can spend years of prayers and, and standing in faith. And it appears like, at least from my natural mind, that there is absolutely no results. That things are still the same. There's been no shift. There's been no change. And, and, and you think to yourself, man, I, I thought that this wall would have come down by now. You found yourself kind of walking around this wall for an extended, extended period of time. You 
been, been, been walking around these, this, this wall of difficulty, this wall of uh, financial problem, this relational problem, this, this wall of, of, of different situations that you've been asking God to move, and you find yourself for years just kind of walking around these walls and, 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 and probably saying to yourself, man, when is this thing going to change? Am I talking to anybody out there today? It's going around and around, and, and you're saying, man, God, I, I don't know if you're even there. God, I, I don't even know if you hear me, and if you're not careful, your faith takes a hit, and you don't vocally, none of us, we're too smart to do this. We don't vocally declare that we've quit in most cases. But what Christians do, we quit in our spirit. We quit in little things. Perhaps we don't pray as hard as we used to. We don't serve as much as or intensely as we used to. Uh, we don't go to church as often. But, but something inside of our soul, because we prayed and you've been walking around this wall, and something has kind of said that why are you still walking around believing God when there hasn't been a shift in my circumstance? Yeah. Welcome to the world of faith. You see, the wall represents an obstacle. The wall, it represents a, it's a mountain. It's a hindrance. It's a problem that seemingly won't resolve itself. It represents the blockage, as you see it, to your blessing. It's the blockage. It, it gets in the way of what you would call your breakthrough. Between the promise of God and the promised land where God has taken you, there seems to be this wall. And how many of you find yourself being frustrated sometimes and you start even kicking that wall? You start even getting upset. You start getting mad. You start getting frustrated. You start lashing out at people. And they start, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong. I'm just sick and tired. Because you've been believing God, you see. You've been trying, and you've been walking around this thing. And Lord, when is this thing going to change? When is my change going to happen? As a consequence of the longevity of the issue, your faith is wane, and you find yourself in a situation uh, in somewhat of a dilemma. I call it the faith dilemma, where you're just kind of like either you're stalling or you're stuck. And I believe that sometimes we remain stuck in a rut because we stop believing. You remember I said before, and I want to, I've been saying all week that what moves God is faith. The problem is that we got to understand is that God's ways are not like our ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so is God's thoughts higher than our thoughts. So y'all hear what I'm saying this morning. So God thinks at a whole different level than you think. And, and, and there are, how many of you believe in spiritual warfare? It's real. See, as a Christian, you got to understand that you're in spiritual warfare. And just like when Daniel was praying, the Bible said that, that from day one, God heard his prayer. But, in the, but, but, but between this, the, the, the actual prayer and the manifestation of what he was praying for happened, it was days that passed because in the middle of that, there was demonic activity. There, there's spiritual warfare. Uh, you got to understand, Christian, that, that, that you're in a spiritual warfare. But there is no reason not to stand and stay in faith. 
Because as the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. We walk in it, we live in it, we breathe it, we stay in it no matter what. It's our key. Because without it, we are, we've already discovered that we cannot please God. So I want to read to you a verse that many of us read all the time. But, I, but what I saw in this when God showed it to me yesterday is, 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 is the mindset of God when it comes to mountains and walls. Even, whether it's a, a wall or a mountain, it is something that is in your way. It is something that, is, that, that you need to have removed. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24. Here's what he says. He says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, get it? Everybody say this mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things he says will be done. It, he will have whatsoever he says. Watch this. Therefore, I say to you. Now, get this. Who's saying this? This is Jesus. How many of you believe the words of Jesus? Jesus says, therefore, I say to you. Here it is. Whatever things you ask. Well, here it is. Y'all ready for it? When you pray. So the inference there is you got to be praying. But he says, when you are actually praying, present tense, at the moment that you pray it, believe that you receive them and you will have them. A couple things I want to point out in that particular verse before we kind of jump back here into Joshua. The first thing is I want you to understand something. What we say matters. What you say with your mouth matters. The scripture in the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So one of the things that, that one of the ways to, to strengthen your faith is that you got to hear yourself keep speaking the word of God. Because how many know that there are little, I, I like to call little demons in your head that is trying to tell you why you believe in God? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And, and sometimes, <coughs> excuse me. Sometimes, in order to silence those own voices in your own head, you got to proclaim the word of God. I find myself doing that a lot of times when there's doubt that try to creeps up in my life. I just start opening. I just start proclaiming the word of God. I just start saying, you know, it will not come nigh to me. I shall live and not die, says the Lord. You follow what I'm saying? Because how many know the devil wants us out? But Jesus, so what we say matters. Jesus said that he wants you to speak to that mountain because it's in the way, right? So you got to identify what the wall is, what the mountain is. And he said, I want you to speak to it. Now, it's important that what you say is also reflective of what's inside of your heart. So Jesus said that, that I want you to faithfully, forcefully speak to it. It represents something that is in the way. See, and, and here's what the amazing thing about this particular verse I discovered. Is that it seems like that Jesus is in agreement that there's an issue. Because he's telling you, because he's telling us, he's saying, look, here's a mountain, if you will, or here's a wall. 
You've identified it. You understand what the word of God says. You know what God wants, what he wants for our lives, and you know what he doesn't want. So you've already, we've already talked about those things that are consistent with the word of God. So we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to be promoting anything that's outside the divine will of God's word. So uh, we're going to give ourselves a gimme on that. So we're not talking about those things, but we're talking about walls, things that are blocking the move of God in your life. How many of you believe that God wants you blessed? Come on, is anybody to believe that in the house? How many of you believe that God wants you in good health? He wants you to prosper. God wants those things. But, but I want you to understand something that a lot of times, hear me, and I'm going to be careful when I say this, but it's true. A lot of times we have gotten to a, a place in our life where we tolerate our situation instead of believing God to get out of it. We, we, we've come, we have a culture in Christianity, we just kind of tolerate it, just like the rest of the world, not realizing that we got divine power that we can tap into. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? So we've come to a place where I, I'm just going to tolerate, you know what, I'm, I'm, things are never going to work out for me. Oh, this relationship stuff, it's never going to work for me. And you just, oh, you know, I'm never going to get a good job. Oh, I'm never, I'm never, I'm never, I'm never. What did you just do? You just spoke that thing into fruition because there's power in what you say. Life and death is in the power of the what? You see? So watch. So here's what Jesus is telling me. He is seemingly, he's saying, look, I'm in agreement with you. There's a mountain. There's a problem. But here's what he's not doing. He's not saying just sit down and do nothing and I'll just remove it. Is that what he said, dude? He's given us some divine instruction. He's, it's like he's in agreement, but here's what he says. He said, but he said, but I want, first I want you to speak to the mountain. And then he says, here's what I want you to do. Whatever thing you ask when you play, you got to believe it. You got to believe what you are actually saying, that this mountain, this wall is going to be removed. Now, here's the thing. Here's what we don't like. Here's what we don't see in this particular text. What we don't see is he says that. Watch this. That, 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 and, and it's still in verse number 20, 23. Uh, look at uh, the verse 24. No, yes, 23. For sure I say to you, whoever, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things shall be, that those things he says will be done, he would have whatever he says. Now, here's, here's what we don't see. He don't tell us when we're going to have it, does he? Oh, come on now. All he says is, Watch this. This is the kicker because this is what throws a lot of Christians off because you understand if you live in We live in a McDonald Burger King generation, right? Have it your way. You like it fast. You like it quick. And, and when things don't happen in a and how many of you, how many of you, you pray something and before you even pray, you got a time clock in your own head of when it's supposed to happen. And then watch. Church, nobody ever told you. God ain't never said nothing to you about no time. He never said that when you pray that on this date, dot, 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 in two days, uh, 26 minutes and 10 seconds, then it's going to happen. He don't say anything like that. He simply says, just believe and you'll have it. But it's that place between believe and actually having it. What is that? What's going on in that little gap? <laughs> Oh, that's that little gap where people, man, get in trouble, man. That's when people start wondering, and that's when people stop, they stop believing. And here's what happened. The wall remains because you are already, because here's what we, we got to remember. God works and thinks in eternity. We're finite. God don't, I, I, how many of you know, 
if you don't know, I'm going to give you a revelation right now. Y'all ready for this? This is the deepest thing I'm going to say in the sermon all day. Y'all ready for this? There are no clocks in heaven. <laughs> there are no clocks in heaven. That won't be, you ain't going to get to heaven. What time is it? <laughs> and, you know, because it's eternity. It's forever. There is no need for no clock, no time. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying here, church. God thinks outside of time. And since we are his children and operate, and he is our father, we too have to think outside of time. Remember I said before, God doesn't see the way we see his ways, his thoughts, and everything are higher. So, so what gets us off kilter is that things are not happening quick enough. So then we just start walking. We say, okay, I ain't going to walk around this wall no more. I'm done. I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop going to walk. And, and you come and you, take, you go to this place, right? You walk into this wall. Well, I'm going to walk around this wall. And you say, I'm going to walk around this wall for five days. <laughs> you walk around that wall. Day one. Day two, day three, day four, God, <laughs> day five, see, and what you essentially told God is, God, I'm telling you when I want this done by. And, and then watch, and then when nothing, when nothing happened, you just say, I ain't walking no more, I quit. Oh, yeah, you're still moving. You're still existing, but you're not moving in faith. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? How many know that we, if we want God to move, we got to move in faith? There's a difference. And so we got to, so watch this. That's why the Bible says that many of them died in faith. In other words, they just kept believing God because they understand how God works and how the kingdom principle works. So he says, so Jesus is not going to, he's not, he's, he's, he's not going to bail us out, but he's going to bail us out. He says, okay. If you want that mountain move, you got to speak to it. And then you got to believe that when you said it, it's going to happen. And then after that, then you need to keep believing. You need to keep believing. You need to keep believing. And you need to keep walking and keep walking until that wall comes down. That's what, we, that's what we're called to do. And so that is Jesus' remedy for the problem. So see, see, see how he does it. He says, so here's what he's essentially doing. He's, watch this church. He's putting the ball back in our court. I want to, I know there's a lot of people that say waiting on God. I believe that God is a lot of times waiting on us. <laughs> Just believe. And all he really wants from us is belief. And you know, that belief is going to stimulate some works because faith that all works is dead. So when we believe God, we're actually doing things to demonstrate that we believe God. When we stop doing those things, then we're actually saying, God, we don't really believe you. Well, how you don't know? How do you know I don't really, I don't really believe? Because you're not doing anything. You're not affirming. There's nothing there. And so we understand that, that Jesus is on our side. He want those walls to come down, which brings us to here, Jericho. Hebrews chapter 11, as we said, it's a hall of faith where the Bible kind of explores all these great men and women who did great exploits for God. And so we read about their lives, whether it's David, Abraham, Daniel, Samson, so on, so forth and so on. And we, we look at their lives and we say, man, these were some great People in the Bible, man, they did some awesome, amazing, incredible things for God. 
And it's one common denominator. All of it happened through faith. They were men and women with like passions, just like you and I, human, experiencing the same trials, tribulations that you and I face, and they had to overcome by faith. And how many know that we too have to overcome by faith? So here now, Joshua is mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, talk about how the walls of Jericho, because Joshua was the leader, how the walls of Jericho fell down, supernatural move of God. Let's go back. So it takes us, that's why I want you to go back to Joshua chapter 6 to look at, and we can learn how did those walls come down. Give you a little bit of a background of Jericho. After the death of Moses, Joshua had become the leader of Israel. God said to Joshua, Joshua, I need you to be strong. Joshua, I need you to be courageous because you, Joshua, are going to take the people into the promised land. But Joshua, I need you to be strong. Why would God tell him, I need you to be strong? Because God knew that there were going to be some obstacles. God knew that there were going to be some walls. God knew that there was going to be some challenges. And so he was letting Joshua know, just like he's telling you today. See, having no, there ain't no reason to be courageous if there ain't no, there, there's no obstacles. Come on, church. So he said, he said, Joshua, now I need you to be strong and very courageous because you're going to lead the people into the land of the promise. So Moses dies and Joshua get that word from God and Joshua begins to lead the people. And as Joshua is beginning to uh, pursue and inherit the land of promise, they encounter Jericho, which was part of that land that God had promised the people of Israel. So we see now between the promise of God, what God said you're going to do, and the actual promised land, there is this erected wall in this city called Jericho. And Jericho had the, the whole city was walled. Now, what was amazing about this is that the whole city was on lockdown. You know, in the first verse, in verse number six, it says that uh, in, in Joshua chapter six, verse one, it says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. In other words, you know why it was shut up? Because everybody was afraid. Nobody was moving because word had gotten out that they, and isn't this the same God that, 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 that caused the Red Sea to part and God brought his people through on dry land and he wiped out Pharaoh and his whole, uh, that great nation of Egypt, God wiped them, isn't it? And then God had also had just they dried up Jordan, the Jordan River. God had just did all this. So word had gotten out that God had did all these great things and that same God that was working through the same people are now en route to Jericho. <laughs> and so the folks there at Jericho, they were scared to death because they know our God is an awesome God. Come on, how many believe our God is an awesome God? So the Bible says that they were shut up. Said, look, ain't nobody going out, nobody coming in because to them people in Israel are coming and they are a bad people. Their God, there ain't nothing like their God. I mean, their God is absolutely awesome. And so Joshua now is preparing the people to go into this land to inherit it. But in order to get there, these walls got to come down. These were some brick walls. And how are we, we going to get there? How are we going to get into this city? 
because they're shut up. They got the whole city on lockdown. God, we need a miracle. How many of you believe this morning? How many of you would say, God, I need a miracle? I'm in a place right now where, where it just seemed like, God, I'm supposed to be here, but there's this wall, and God, I don't know how to get through it. It's an obstacle. God, it's just in my way. I, I just don't, this person, this situation, this thing, these people are in me. And I'm not talking to anybody today. <laughs> how, God, am I going to get around? God, you got to move. God, you got to do something. <laughs> Jericho represented that. Because God had made him a promise. And God had already given him land. It says in Joshua 6.2. Look, it says in Joshua 6.2. Joshua 6.2 says, and the Lord said to Joshua, here it is. See, son, Joshua, I have given Jericho into your hand, the king and the mighty men of Valor. In other words, Joshua, I've already given it to you. It's yours. How many believe that God has already given you some things? But see, here's the key. But in order to get them, I mean, no, you got to go after them by faith. See, if you want heaven to move, if you, if you are believing God for something, you want heaven to God to drop down his blessing and favor, and, then you got to pull it down. You got to go get it by faith. That's why faith is important to us. Faith is our vehicle to make things happen. How many know, church, that we got an advantage that the world don't have? We got a God that we can go to and a God that can help us. And if God, let me know, if God says it's yours, it's yours. But, but listen, even though God said it was theirs, how do you know they still had to take steps of faith? See, they still see before every victory. And this is what I find out, found out. If you're still with me, say amen. Watch this. Church. Between every victory, everything God does in your life, he's always going to require you to take a step of faith. This is what gets me about a lot of people. People want God to do things, but they don't want to take the step, the necessary steps of faith in order to, to move heaven. God, listen, if you're believing God for anything, here's the first question I have for you this morning. What have you done or what are you doing to prove or, 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 or to, to show that you believe God? What faith move, what practical action have you taken to demonstrate that you believe God. Abraham believed God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness sake. Abraham believed. How do we know Abraham believed God? Because Abraham went to offer up his son. He took a what? Step. How do we know Abraham believed? Because God said, Abraham, I want you in Genesis chapter 12. I want you to uproot, leave your family, everything. Because I'm going to bless you, son. I've given you an inheritance. I got some for you, but here's the thing. I, I'm going to lead you out, but I'm not going to really tell you where you're going just yet. I'll let you know when you make a decision to leave. How many know that's crazy faith? Oh, good God. God said, I'll tell you later, but are you in for the ride, son? Abraham saddled on up, left, not even knowing where he was going. In other words, he took a what? Every time God moved, Whatever you believe in God for. Maybe the reason why you haven't gotten it because you haven't done what? You're waiting on God and God is waiting on step. What step of faith have you taken to show God and to move heaven 
that you're believing that what, you're, what, what you want to happen will come to fruition. God always required a step of faith. And so he required it with the folks here at Jericho as well. See, and I'm, I'm going to get into that here in a second. But in order for our faith victory to come to fruition, watch this. We must obey what seems stupid in the eyes of man. And this is one of the things that I think is important, but yet I think we all struggle with because none of us like to be put on blast. Nobody likes to be look, look stupid. That's why sometimes when people start questioning your Christianity, and your faith, that's why you stay quiet. That's why you don't want to talk about it. That's why you avoid talking about the Bible, because in actuality, you don't want to be in opposition with the world. And you don't want those people to ostracize you. You want them to talk about you because the Bible stuff is outdated. You know, da, 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 on and on and on and on. See, but if we're going to watch, if we're going to have a faith victory, then we got to do the stupid stuff. Pastor, what do you mean? You got to obey God when he eat let me Let me put it this way. I can imagine. Now, you tell me. Here's my little object lesson again. I got to get in this. Brother Evan, I got to get in the city. They got some erected walls here. And we got a fighting machine back here, man. I mean, we got brothers over here salivating. They just can't wait to hit them doors, man, and fight. Got to physically fight. But here's the problem. We got these walls, right? We, and uh, our leader, Joshua, who we know is a man of war, a man who knows how to fight. We already know that about Joshua. All right, Joshua, uh, what's the strategy, man? <laughs> Come on, Joshua. Come on, let's sit down, brother. Let's have a meeting. Let's, let's go to the command center or uh, let's go to the situation room. <laughs> and let's have a discussion. How are we going to get in here, Joshua? Could you imagine this conversation? Joshua said, okay, here's what God said. Just walk around there for seven days. Uh, for six days, then on the seventh day, walk seven times, then the wall can come. Call it. I imagine there were probably some people sitting in there going like, dude, like seriously? You, what kind of strategy is that? Walking, that's stupid. Seriously? How, can you, can somebody please explain to me how the wall is going to come down with us just walking around it? That don't make no sense to me. It don't make sense to me. Why would God tell me to love my enemies when my enemies have been trying to kill me? God, are you crazy? God, why are you calling me to forgive that joker? God, why are you telling me to love them? God, why are you telling me to give my last? I don't have anything. Why do you want me to get? Are you nuts? Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, walking around that wall. Hey, and, and, and I can imagine that some of them were sitting there saying, God, I mean, you know, it ain't telling us everything, but, you know, I can imagine, I mean, I don't even know where I would have been. I, I might have said, Joshua, I, I got it. I knew you believe in God, but, you know, you know, <laughs> give us a little bit more. I mean, is it like after we walk for seven days, are we really supposed to kick it? <laughs> it's some, I mean, you know, brother, is a, you know, it's, I mean, don't we have to touch it? I mean, I mean, yeah. no, this is what God said. And see, and what we struggle with is we don't want to obey God because it doesn't make sense. Because we're struggling with what reality and faith. How many know that faith, faith is different than your reality? Faith is a whole nother reality. 
that we got to get used to. And so what happens is God is saying, I want you to obey this stuff where everybody will look at you and say, dude, you're out of your mind. That's crazy. What are you doing? That don't even make sense. That is outdated. You out of your, why are you doing that? Because God said, do it. I mean, no, that's good enough. Right there. Why am I doing it? Because this is what God's words say do. God says do it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But how many know that a lot of things don't make sense to me? I don't know how you speak a world into existence. I don't know. I don't know how the stars and the moon hang up. I don't know. But I know there's a God that is in control of all that stuff. Uh, you follow me? Uh, you know, I don't know how, how men can be raised from the dead after being dead for three. Come on, church. That defies logic. But how many know we serve a supernatural God? See? And so what we know, as we continue on into this thing, we got to first, we got to obey God, do what God tells us to do, even though it don't make sense, do it anyway. Look at the neighbor and say, do it anyway. And then look at the neighbor again and say, look, I'm still in Nike's slogan. Say it, I'm still in Nike's slogan. Nike's slogan is just do it. You know, that's what we need to say whenever we read the word of God. When you get to one of the most passages in the Bible where it make you frown, Come on, you ever read some things in the Bible that kind of make you frown a little bit like, ah, ah, a little tight there, God. Ah, yeah, just do it. Just say it. Just tell you, just preach to yourself. Just do it. Just do it, God. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Because the minute you think about it, if you blink, you won't do it. See? Some of us come to church, man, you hear a good word. Man, you get all pumped. Ah, man, you, I'm going to do this. And then you go home and then you think about it. You blink. You say, yeah. Yeah, on second thought, maybe, right? And, and, and you don't do what you know you should have done. You should have did. See, how many know that we got to have a little bit of patience when we walk around those walls? See, six, six days, seven days, that could be seven years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. One of the things I see when I look at this particular passage, when I see that they're walking around the wall, one of the things that I note is that more than likely, there were people that were probably getting a little anxious. Because, you know, God, uh, we're here. Why do we need to wait? Let's just, God, why don't we just hit it? Because how many know that God could have brought them there and from the second that they got there, God could have flattered the walls. God could have brought, could God, could, won't he do it? Here's the question. Why didn't he? Why did God make them walk around looking stupid? Y'all know don't You know some folks will be looking at the church. Why y'all, can you imagine, well, I'm just walking on the property, man. I don't have no money. You know, we a church and we don't believe, you know, we, so we just going to walk in circle. Hey, you know, the people be on 610, somebody be calling, you know, they be calling, uh, what's, that, what's that place down in Fredericksburg for mental help? Yeah. Snowden. They, call Snowden. There's some people over there walking around in circle talking about God going to give them a land. Oh, come on. Y'all with me, church. You see, we got to be patient because why does God do it? Everybody in here should know by now that God is at work in your life to will and to do of his good pleasure. And he's at work. He never stops. 
This is why I love one of the reasons, I mean, I love being a Christian is even in my down moments, I know God is still working. Because you know what he said? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I know I'll leave myself. Anybody ever done stuff yourself? You think, man, I, I don't even like myself. But you know, God loves you better than you love yourself. And God will never leave you, even though you can do the stupidest thing. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. If, listen, if you just come back to him, God is still working in your life. And he's always working. Oh, even when you feel like, man, I've been walking around this wall for a long time. It's in those moments that you got to know that God is still working. Working. But here's the thing. You got to keep walking. Look at your neighbor and say, keep walking. Look at your neighbor again and say, keep walking. Tell him, say, walk by faith, not by sight. See, no matter how stubborn, sometimes that wall, it seems, man, is stubborn. It seems like you're not getting that breakthrough. It seems like things are not happening. Man, I'm tired. I'm frustrated. How many of you have ever been to that place in your life? Where you just kind of felt like, man, you felt like giving up. You felt like it. You felt like, I mean, you, you just felt like, man, if I had my, I just, but, but something inside of you said, just, you don't even know how you did it. You was, and sometimes you were crying. <laughs> sometimes you were limping. <laughs> sometimes you got knocked down. You had to put, but you, you got back up. And you just kept going. One of the things I learned with God is no matter what happens in your life, just keep going. <laughs> the Bible says the righteous falls seven times, but he do what? Keep going. You keep going. See, I believe, let me know that had they not walked around that wall, let me know they would have stopped. I don't believe the wall would have came down. The instruction was walk six days, seven days, walk seven times. His wall comes down. Blow the trumpet and the wall comes down. You see? Keep walking. Pastor, you don't understand. I've been walking around this mountain for a long time. I've been with this wall ain't coming down. Pastor, this is a wall. I don't know. Keep walking. Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. This has been years in the making. Pastor, this doesn't make any sense. What you're asking me to do? Keep walking. Then I've had people get mad at me. Pastor, why, why, are, you say, why are you telling me that? You don't even make sense. No, I'm, I'm a spiritual leader. <laughs> you know, and I've had people get mad at me because I tell them, keep walking. I don't want to do that no more. I'm tired. Keep walking. Now, Pastor, you don't understand because you, you know how it is. There's not another person in the world that ever experienced anything that you're going through. Your experience, you know, your experience supersedes every other experiences in the history of man. And what you're going through, boy, ain't nobody in the history of man has ever gone through what I'm going through. You give yourself a little bit too much credit. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Somebody have experienced it, and they yeah, and somebody has experienced things worse. Trust me, as bad as your situation is, it could be worse. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise that it's not worse. It could be worse. It may not be what you want, but it could be worse. Oh, but God. I love that but God. So you keep walking my faith. The wall will come. But see, in order for that wall to come down, that wall will come down, but you just got to keep going. And sometimes you got to make a phone call. 
You got to get encouragement from somebody. You got to call Diva up or you got to call First Lady up or, you, you know, you got to call Ashley. You got you to, let me call, brother, let me, let me tell you what happened to me today. Sometimes you got to talk to somebody on the phone and, and hopefully they'll give you some good advice. <laughs> hopefully they'll give you some biblical advice. At the end of that discussion, somebody in that discussion needs to say, keep going. Don't quit. I was listening the other day and I, how people could, you know, there was this guy who was on CNN, uh, uh, Mr. Bourdain, uh, uh, you know, I think he was traveling the world and all this stuff, and and um, and he committed suicide, and caught everybody by surprise, and um, and I and one of the things that 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 signaled to me is that that you know because we see things, you know, God don't see like we see, because how many know that every soul is important to God, every person is important to God. God died, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved Anthony Bourdain. And for whatever reason, he took his life. He stopped walking. He just stopped. Now, I don't know, I don't know what his faith, that, you know, for every indication, I don't know, he, don't, so he didn't seem like a person of faith. But I'm just using an example how that, how that we can all get to a point in life, even as a believer, where if, 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 if you don't keep going, you'll start walking, and then before you know it, you, you just, you, you'll fall backwards. You do whatever you got to do, but you keep fighting the good fight of faith. You hear me this morning. I'm getting ready to close. I, I want you to hear this. Here's another point I want to make in this as we are. So we want to keep walking. So if that wall is going to come down, we got to keep going. Can't quit. And then Joshua told the people, look, in Joshua chapter 3, uh, verses, uh, Joshua chapter 3, look at this. He said, he said to them um, in verse number 3, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. Look at this. You should go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And he tells them the seven priests. He tells them about the priests and the horns for the ark, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Verse 5, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the people will and the people shall go up every man straight from them. Now, go down to verse number 10. That's all I want to get to. Now, Joshua had commanded the people. 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 Verse 10. Saying, you shall not shout and make any noise. Look at this, church. With your voice. Nor shall a word perceive out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. Now, this is important because there's a lot of negative energy out there. A lot of negative forces that's always going to be telling you something opposite of what God is telling you to do. All right? A lot of... Joshua is smart because you remember, go back and read Numbers, I believe, chapter 13 and 14. When Moses, and Joshua wasn't a leader, Moses was still living, Moses sent out some spies to go out and spy out the land. And, uh, and, and there was, he sent out 12, but 10 of them came back and spread a negative word. And all the people lost faith, and the people started doubting, and then God basically said, the whole generation, y'all ain't going to go. The only two of the spies that said, we can go take it. God has already given us a land. Let's go do it now. It was, it was Joshua and Caleb. Joshua's smart. Joshua remembered that. He said, I remember last time 
Man, when God moved and we went and saw it in, we came back. I remember when people started saying all this negative talk. I remember how they killed the whole move of God. So you know what Joshua said? The Bible said Joshua. See, and nothing. Now here's you read your Bible. You can go back and read it. And if I'm wrong, come back and say, Pastor, you was wrong. And I'll and I'll and I'll come right back up here and I'll I'll say to you openly. I'll tell everybody. I'll say, Hey, you know what? Somebody came and pointed out something to me and I was wrong. But there was nothing in the in the Lord's command. Listen to this. There was nothing in the Lord's command that said, that commanded them to be quiet. Y'all hear me? The command that Joshua, God gave Joshua was to march around the city. Seven times, on the seven days, seven times, blow the trumpet, walls come down. This was a Joshua thing. See, the Lord did not say, tell them don't say a word. Joshua said, shut up. You know why? Because Joshua knows how negative energy will kill the move of God. And Joshua knows how the negative move. How many know you can be doing well? You can be doing good. And you can have things going the way you want to go. And then all of a sudden you hook up with the wrong person. And everything they say is all negative. And then you sit around. At first you was on a high. And now if you left their presence, you said, <laughs> Stay away from people like that, man. Yeah. Learn how to command your atmosphere with faith. Command it. Joshua said, no, I remember y'all jokers did this the last time. He said, this time, I don't want none of y'all to say one word because if you say the wrong thing, because you, you all know I said before, you know some, some folks in there was going to be murmuring and saying, this is stupid. Hey, uh, Asher, what kind of, any kind of, Pastor really kind of stupid. What are you talking about marching around the wall? Dad, what do you think? Yeah, why is he telling us that this is stupid? Brother, at what, what? Why is he telling us to march? Pastor, he, he, don't, he don't make. So Joshua said, y'all shut up. Nobody say nothing. Shut up. Sometimes you just got to look at some folks. Listen, y'all give. Say in a holy way. You just got to say, shut up. Yeah, shut up. Just, just shut up in Jesus. And tell him, shut up in Jesus' name. And God will feel you. It's okay. Sometimes you got to say, just shut up in Jesus' name because I don't want you to poo-poo on my destiny, on my purpose, on my breakthrough. I don't want you to do it. So Joshua said, be quiet. So all of a sudden, he marched around that wall. For those six days, man, everything's going well. He commanded the people. Now, you know, I'm sure there were probably still somebody murmuring. You know, there's always a couple that's going but, but the atmosphere wasn't changed, right? See, they were intimidated because Joshua already told them. So they marched around that wall, man. They get around that thing. Six days come, boy, they walk. They take that nap. Nobody talking about it. Nobody saying anything. The next day, seven times around that wall, seven times, boy. You imagine that day, boy, they got all their Fitbit steps in, didn't they? Boy, they were doing some walking that day. They were walking, walking. They getting them steps in, boy. And then, and, then, and then the Bible says that after they did that seven times on the seventh day, they were to shout. Now, watch this. So the people, and this is verse 20. So the people shouted. When the watch it, when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the watch it, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell flat. Shout, walls come down. Shout, shout, walls come down. Um, and I was, when I was coming up as a kid, and I grew up in a holiness Pentecost church. Anybody know anything about a holiness Pentecost church? So my mom was, my mom was holiness Pentecost. So 
And, and so when I was a little kid, my mom and all her uh, sisters in the Lord, uh, they get happy in church. And they get so happy, they just start, you know, they start shouting. And then, whoo, shit. And then, oh, boy, you know what, man? They got the music going. Boom, 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 boom. And everybody, oh, shout. And it's a shout of victory. Now, the situation at home, she still got my, my father still at home acting crazy. Come on. <laughs> Nothing really changed, but here you are in church shouting like you got the victory. You see, what they were telegraphing was that there was something in their shout. Watch this, church. There's something in that shout. It's a sound of victory, and it's a shout of faith that I'm believing. Here's why they were shouting. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. The reason they were shouting because they believed God had already did it. Come on, church. So they were shouting because they believed. And, and, and interestingly enough, it was when they shouted, walls came down. Because there's something about the shout, the, the, the sound of a shout. It's a shout of victory. When you're shouting, it's a, it's a shout of praise. Like Paul and Silas, you remember. See, see how many know their praise was a shout to God? Here they are in prison and they're worshiping and praising God. And all of a sudden, the Bible said that God heard it and boom, boom, boom. I believe that whereas they were singing, this is just my belief. It's, I can't prove it biblically, but this just allowed me to indulge myself. I just believe that when Paul and Silas start praising God, they start worshiping God that God just started tapping his feet, and there was an earthquake. Because how do we know that when God tapped his feet, he can shake the earth? And, and, and I believe, and, 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 but we see, but that represented, that praise, that worship represented a shout to God that I believe you. It was a shout. Some of you need to shout. See, the reason your wall ain't coming down yet because you've forgotten that most important part. You need to shout it out. Look at the name say you need to shout. You need to shout. You see, 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 the woman that had the issue, y'all remember the woman that had the issue, bro? The woman that had the issue of blood, hallelujah. See, even though she pressed through the crowd, see, and when she touched him with faith, that represented a shout because Jesus stopped and said, whoa. See, I believe that when we shout the praise, there's something in heaven that says, hold up, wait a minute, these walls going to come down. But, but, but you too cute to shout. I can't let nobody in church see me singing and praising and lifting up my hands. I can't let nobody see because I'm too dignified. Well, you just, your wall's going to stay up until you learn how to shout. Shout represents victory. It's our faith. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm going to ask you to do something. How many of you believe in God? How many of you right now I believe in God for something. I don't know. Financial issue, relational problem, job, health. How many of you, can I see a sore hand? How many of you believe in God for something? All right. Can I ask you to do this? If you believe in God for something, can you right now give God a shout of praise? Come on. Give him a roar. Come on. Give him a roar. Come on. No, come on. Shout it out. Come on. Give him a shout. Come on. Give him a shout. Come on. Give him a shout. Hey, glory. Come on, give Hey, glory. Come on, give him a shout. Hey, glory. I believe walls are coming down. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. I believe walls are coming down. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Shout of victory. 
That's our faith right there. You see, when you shout, when you praise, then that gets God's attention. And your walls, I believe, will come down because there's a connection with your faith. And the walls that are being erected in your life, God wants you to penetrate it with praise. With a shout of victory. A cry that God, I believe your word. Here's about Father in the name of Jesus.